Welcome to the Industry Boring Podcast. I'm Colin Reichart, your host, and today we'll be covering almost anything related to cannabis. Well, Nathan, listen, it's a pleasure to meet you, and I know it's virtual, um, but uh, I wanted to say welcome to Industry Born Podcast, and we're basically, it's just a conversation. I was kind of fascinated by reading your bio, actually, uh, what I got off of, off of LinkedIn, and then <laughs> I had to go and look up <laughs> bioinformatics because <laughs> I was really unfamiliar, um, but, uh, uh, and, and uh, you know, honestly, the, the detail, the information I got was pretty, pretty generic, um, but... Um, Kind of just describe to in a layman's terms or as lightweight as you can what what bioinformatics is because you're actually a PhD. Yes, I actually do. I I have a bachelor's, master's, and PhD. Um, two of them are in biology, and one of them is in bioinformatics. So, long story short, I attempted a, a first PhD before getting my final PhD. Um, is how that that turned about. Uh, we can get that story later <laughs> if that's interested. But answering your question about bioinformatics, um, so bioinformatics can be described um, so, simp- in a simple manner that you have domain knowledge, you have data um, that is biologically relevant. This can be the same for almost any other domain that's out there, banking, engineering, um, you name it. There's going to be certain domain knowledge that's ne- necessary to do there. Um, and then pairing that with computer science background, so AI, machine learning, analyzing all this data is where the bioinformatics side comes in. Um, and the reason why that's so necessary to have a whole degree focused just on that interaction is the amount of data that you get in biological species or even yourself is quite astronomical. Um, you can have um, files that are three to 10 gigabytes a piece from sequencing data for one person or for one cell or for one instance. And so imagine having an experiment with 80 different samples, you could have a terabyte of data to analyze, which you literally cannot open that file. Um, And so how do you understand that data? How do you figure that out? Is where the bioinformatics component is really, really important. And you're talking about like the, the basic DNA lettering, right? We're talking about raw data. We're talking about Ones and zeros, almost. Yeah, it can be it can be DNA, it can be RNA, um, it can be proteins, it can be metabolite data. Um, and bioinformatics, what we call it, is omics, is what we call okay. it. And what that term describes is just the different layers of biology in terms of how that data. So metabolomics, transcriptomics, um, genomics, all these different terms that are called omics essentially just means that we're able to quantify thousands to millions of variables on one level of a biology. And combining all that together is what makes bioinformatics, in my opinion, really fun and super interesting to see the world it, like it that. It looks like, um, I mean, I, I programmed for a minute, like, and, and then then you run it through a <laughs> compiler and you look at it and you're like, what in the hell am I looking at? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, uh, so, but but you're you're going, you know, we are the compiled version of the code and the plant are the same thing, yeah. compiled version of the code. And you're kind of going back and going, okay, what do these little ones and zeros mean? And, 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 and how do they fit and what's important? And, you know, what do I want to avoid or get rid of and stuff like that? That's, that's right. So taking cannabis, for example, you look at a plant and you look at different ways you can use it. So you want to grow it for fiber, you want to grow it for biodiesel, you want to grow it for CBD, THC, you name it. 
in my world, in my view, I look at that as zeros and ones. So it's like I looked at it as input and output. So the plant is producing something. There is a cause and correlation effect on how that happens. And so then you need to analyze a lot of, a lot of data to understand how those nuances work. How does that genotype versus that environment work? How does the grower grow those plants versus the genetics you get from, from your plants? Because all those are nuances. Right. Well, I mean, okay, so we've done this for, you know, I don't know how many, ever since humans have been around cultivating plants, um, we've kind of been doing this blindly, right? We've been looking at the compiled finished product, the, the, the plant or uh, the, the, the dog that we want to have more dogs that look like that dog kind of thing. We've been doing this. We know how to do this externally. But you're actually, we're actually talking about, well, we can be more specific and maybe get to the end result quicker if we go up a level and we can actually get into that code and, and actually, you know, evaluate based on the code, right? And then, and then potentially manipulate the code. I mean. Absolutely. So like, for example, we have testing that tells you what the gender of the plant is at day one. So you pop that seed, you pop that leaves. I can tell you if it's male oh, or female. <laughs> no way. <laughs> That oh yeah, we do, we've we've validated it in Costa Rica really? and across the United States. Yeah, it's um, um, that that and that's just in my view that's something simple because it's simply looking for male certain regions, and since that's a pretty pretty big phenotype, pretty big big trait, it's pretty important and pretty not easy, but it's more straightforward to find that relationship. Yeah. But trying to get into like nuances of making bigger leaves or smaller leaves is a little right. harder or cbd thc mounts or ratios of those those are even harder okay. and so you have different degrees of difficulty depending on the complexity of of the phenotype or of and there's the so much i mean there's so much variance there's so much data like you said but not exactly. only that i mean even even in the uh even in guys, when guys go, oh, I've got this, and this is this this is the result of back cross 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 back cross, re, you know, and you're like ah, you know, and then they go, this is my formula for getting it. That guy that retries to do that, he, you know, he's gonna get close, but he's not gonna get he's not gonna get a hundred percent. He's gonna end up, you know, because you didn't start with exactly the same full data set um, as 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 the other guy did, right? And 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 in cannabis, we <laughs> we. We do have a lot of misnamed uh, <laughs> plants hanging yes. out there. Uh, this is this is this is that's that's really difficult when I came into the industry because I was like, what what's all this candy type names? So it's like I don't understand. Yeah. Like, give me an ID for your plant, and then I can work with that. I don't need all these different names, right? right. <laughs> because I don't know what that means. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, here you are. This is how we deal with it. Um, you know. Actually, yeah. I remember when I was when I got into the industry early, we would make names up, kind of, because you like you have something, you don't have a name for it. <laughs> he bought it from somebody else. You're like, oh, I'm right. call it this, you know, <laughs> and um, that obviously has been refined, obviously. Uh, and now you have people who are very serious about genetics. Not that they weren't before, but we're actually seeing people get very, very serious about genetics. And I think it's interesting, you know, brands will will call out their genetics and say this is, you know, you know, a, a big famous brand will be like all of our people who grow are going to grow this genetic. Right. And so they ship that out and everybody does that. But um, it's not pure. I can't imagine. I mean, it's cloned, a lot of clone stuff. So it's it's really consistent. But clones aren't even exactly identical. Is that correct or is, am I incorrect there? 
Well, I would uh, I would unpack that on on two levels actually. So the reason why people use clones is because of the the variability and the inconsistency of breeding. You do a clone because you find this beautiful phenotype from this one plant, and you want to do it over and over again. Right. Well, you're gonna you're gonna throw the dice again. And you're gonna do a random bet if you try to cross that plant yeah. again. And so therefore, it, an easy solution is let's just clone the thing. Let's clone hundred different mothers from that same one. And just that becomes our population that we just keep pulling from. Um, the reason, though, that clones will never be ever completely sufficient is that while they're clones, as you age, as a plant ages, as you age, your DNA is not going to stay the same. It's not static. It's going to be always dynamic. So it's, it's kind of um, there is actually a really nice study, uh, a paper published a couple of years ago that literally sequenced the top, the middle, and the bottom of a, of a mother plant and ask the question, how much sequence mutations are there from the different tops? And they noticed quite a bit of variation. I think if I remember the num my numbers right, close to 30% wow. variation from one plant. And that's, that's one, one plant. plant. And so, I mean, so yeah. over time, <laughs> you're going to get yeah. drift, right? And, and that's exactly, what, and, that's and, exactly and, right. It's called genetic drift. Really? <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, you know, it's actually called genetic yeah, drift. Yeah, is that right? That makes sense. <laughs> but that's crazy because I think about, you know, you think about, uh, you know, longevity and, and all these kind of things, but to, to know that, you know, we are breaking down. I mean, you know, we're constantly in a sort of state of decay, if you will. Um, as we get older, you know, we're not regenerating as well. And, I, and of course, we're probably losing some sort of information. So I, I would have much rather cloned myself when I was in my 20s. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's, that's where the whole field of, of taking umbilical cord blood when you're born and storing yeah. that. The whole reason for sure. it is that's as close to you as possible. Right. Um, and actually, your cells, for example, usually only live three to six days which means something else has to replace them every three yeah. to six days. So every time you do that, there's chances for mistakes that, to happen. Is that, is that where well, things like cancer come along and you get like that? Yeah, that's where cancer, that's one reason why cancer happens though it is. Like say for example, carcinogen. So a carcinogen simply just means an oxidizer or something like that that throws a mutation into that yeah. DNA. You do that more and more, the more often that happens, the more mistakes happen, the more likely you're gonna have some mistakes. So cancer is just a symptom of getting yeah. old and it's a symptom of your cells not paying attention or not not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and they just grow uncontrollably, and they're not paying uh, they're not paying attention to the rest of the signals that's in your body crazy. to stop doing. It's that. crazy. Yeah. My, my, that's a good example. My, yeah, it's horrible example. <laughs> but my little dog, she got she got a, a melanoma, and and it was like it was just yeah. like we took her in. The guy doctor's like, it's a little thing on her jaw, and he goes, he tried to get it out. He goes, Nah, I don't think I could get it all, and I we didn't want to take her jaw out. Yep. He's like, she's got. Yep. She's probably about two months. We're like, no way! This dog jumping around, fucking, you know, live. Yeah, two months later, she's gone. You know, it just. Yep. But no control, no, no, no paying attention to any of the rules that are ingrained in the in the coding. It's just like growing and just, yeah, it, it was crazy. But anyway, that's yep. not the happy side of this deal. <laughs> no, it's not. But, but very interesting, though. I mean, listen. I mean. Uh, I think to, to me that the complexity is, you know, I'm, I was never really good at growing. I'm much more uh, with machines. <laughs> They're very simple, but I mean, we still have the same, we, you know, we, if you looked at my, if I looked at my machines over time, you can see genetic drift, if you will, because we go, Oh, that, you know, change here, change there. We'll make this easier to do this. And then, you know, I could take the machine that I think is the same as the one I built, you know, even a year ago and you go, 
it's not quite the same, man. And hopefully we're making good changes and not bad ones. But in in the in in the in the field that you're in, I mean that's the goal is to continuously eliminate the bad opportunities and and kind of focus on the good ones, and right. Well, I mean, so for for Vern for Vern Bioanalytics, we do kind of the both things. So we can use the same ideas to find viruses, for example, like Hopslet and Viroid. We have a test to, to find that. We can use the same principles of DNA and RNA because there are unique traits on that viroid that make it unique. And so we design a test that looks for that. Same kind of concept with COVID. Yeah. Um, but you can, uh, and then you just rinse and repeat in terms of that analysis. You try to take the data, take the sequences, try to figure out what makes it unique versus something else. Make sure it doesn't conflict with something that's actually cannabis related or other things that are out right. there because there's millions of things that are going to be growing especially if you're growing in soil right. um there's millions of different types of bacteria and fungus and all sorts of stuff right. that's in there and so you have to make sure that you get what you want because otherwise that's where you get a false positive or a false negative because you miss you miss that sure thing. um same concept can go with the plant itself is you're trying to find that association with what you're visually seeing so what what is the blueprint that makes up that what you're visually seeing, and that's the DNA or RNA or some flavor. And and, and so that's the world I live yeah, in. <laughs> so realistically, I mean, obviously, as you parse and go through data, 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 I mean, there's some kind of there's some kind of actual like visualization point where you have to grow this to to see. Oh yeah. What you can only predict right? for so you long. You have to actually do some <laughs> actual growing. So there, there's some limitations, but are, are, is the picture getting clearer? I mean, as, as you get closer, I mean, as you do more delve more deeper into it, is the picture of what things are doing and how they affect, is that becoming clearer? Or is it still really just kind of too much information to be, am I, am I making sense? I mean, I'm trying to ask you is like, are you, are you narrowing <laughs> in on how to make that leaf bigger or what section does determine the size of the leaves or, or, you know, are, are it, I mean, how, 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 how close is this to being, Hey, I want plants that are four feet tall and they have 28% THC. And, you know, <laughs> that's, I guess where I'm going. <laughs> um, so it, it, it always, it depends on, um, so the standard scientist answer is it depends because it always, it always is, it depends on the question you want to ask. So different questions, like the ones you're talking about, like the height, the size of the leaf, the THC, in my head, I go, okay, first one is easy, second one is hard, third one is really, really hard to figure out. And so it kind of, you, the priority and rank list depends on what is most important for that grower. So, and there's also, there's also the effect of the idea of, do you really need to know what that pattern represents or you just need to find that pattern? So one way to approach that is, okay, let's sequence a thousand plants that grows in say Arizona find the pattern that grows for those plants there and just rinse and repeat. We don't necessarily have to understand why sure. it works. We just know this is the but, pattern. I mean, we're, we're, but, we're moving in the direction of understanding why. But exactly. While we're, That's while we're getting we're there, we can be taking advantage of the fact that we have, we have this broader knowledge and we can start focusing. Um, so I know we do this with corn and I know we do it with wheat. And I know we do it with a bunch of crops, uh, probably everything now that we cultivate. Um, oh, yeah, everything. So it's so monoculture <laughs> and it's become so so narrow, um, which, I mean, there's people who argue against that. And I've actually, you know, looked at weed allergy and I don't personally have a weed allergy, but uh, I do find that 
I, I'm probably not as tolerant of it now. And I go, oh, well, is that, is that because it's all the same? And, you know, and, and it's like every yeast you buy is the same yeast and the wheat's all the same wheat. So I've gone out and I've bought different varietals, like, you know, like uh, a traditional varietals of wheat that have been grown by somebody else, obviously, <laughs> and ground into flour for me. And I'll make, my I'll make my pizza dough out of it. And it's got a completely different flavor. You know, and it's very interesting. Uh -huh. that, but, but I guess what I'm trying to get to is um, that's where we're headed, right, with cannabis to some extent. So I, I, would, I would actually suggest that that probably won't happen with cannabis is I think it's going to be closer to um, beer or closer to wine. Okay because those flavors, people really, really appreciate yeah. that. Whereas if you cultivated like 20 different versions of flour, it's gonna get a little harder to sell that because the flavor isn't as powerful. Yes, there's a Got difference, but it's not as powerful. Whereas with cannabis, I mean, you can go to any dispensary and you can see the, the wonderful variation that's yeah, all there. There's such a wide variation of smells, colors, tastes, like anything you name it in terms of in your senses, um, there's a yeah. wide range. So. I would say, well, I think that we'll get focused on certain traits that people will care about. So there'll be certain things that people will look sure. for. But in terms of the, the, the different output or the different types of, of flavors or flour, I think that's going to be a huge selling point. I mean, there's going to be some who want to mass produce it and only make one type, which is where you're going to be your, your, maybe you're trying to grow a bunch for biodiesel or biomass. Yeah. So you don't necessarily need all those terpenes. Right. Um, versus if you're doing flour, you want all those terpenes, and so you're going to have the diversity there. So nice thing about cannabis is there's like a hundred different uses for it, so I don't think we'll ever get to a monoculture necessarily. But there's going to be definitely Very optimistic. I, <laughs> I got to tell you. Oh, no, I, it's, <laughs> capitalism is what I would advocate yeah. for because people, people are going to appreciate that all those different colors and those different flavors. They're not going to want something just boring. It's not cannabis. Yeah. I mean, there's, but well, there's going to be a, there's going to be a, uh, obviously there's going to be that market that is that, that is, you know, you know, that's right. growing the, I don't want to use the, the evil empire, but, uh, you know, the kind of Monsanto, <laughs> right. But I mean, how far are we from that? Like, oh, well, shit, we designed this, this cannabis to be uh, bug resistant. You know, we threw in this gene and now it doesn't, it's not susceptible to spider mites or, or this one's completely immune from uh, powdery mildew. I mean. These aren't unrealistic ideas, right? So um, some of those are actually already in the market. Um, so um, it's 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 a catch twenty two kind of problem to make something that's powdery mildew resistant. You need to find out what genes or what mechanism of action that that pathogen right. affects, in. and then go backwards and figure out okay, then what plants have that mechanism, and then screen for that, or purposely introduce it. So. Some of those things are figured out. So for example, powdery mildew is something that is actually has been suggested or identified. Um, it seems to be working, but um, just like anything in science, you need to validate and validation yeah. takes years. Yeah. <laughs> so while there is hints, there, there is a suggestion whether or not it will hold up no matter where you grow in the, in the United States, I would say that's debatable. But well, so that in, is that, that's the in trend. that regard. Is there some? Is there other risk that gets introduced here? If you if you you know we go oh look, this is this is the switch for powdery mildew, and we start popping that switch into other other plants. Do, do we run risks in that regard? Like something we're just not prepared for? You know, this plant has three fingered leaves instead of five. You know, it's weird, but I mean, not a big deal. I mean, does that make sense? Like, I don't know. Is there problematical, uh, problematic 
introduction of these kind of things into other species or other strains of plants? Oh, of, of course. So um, there is, there, there's, there's two different conflicting thoughts there. So you have the thought that, okay, I want to make all plants powdery mildew resistant. Okay, therefore, I want to introduce that trait into all my plants. Well, what happens if there's another mold that comes about that exploits that weakness and then wipes out your entire field? Um, and so that's actually what happened in bananas, right. actually. So bananas, or monoculture, there is a really, it's actually a fusarium variant um, is actually it. And it's actually wiping out a lot of bananas um, because of that monoculture, because it's that you kind of have to think about like the, the world is a, is a is a natural selection jungle competition. Right. Pathogens, from their perspective, they want to outcompete you as the grower, and they're they're going to find a way. Like Jurassic yeah. Park, they'll find a way. And they do. And <laughs> so, I, I mean, I've been hearing about the Cavendish <laughs> banana going away since I've been a kid, and I'm like, ah, I just yeah. I don't want my banana to go away because <laughs> I love that banana. Yep. But um. But yeah, so I mean, obviously there, there is that risk if you just went straight down one path. Yeah, you know, the diversity obviously gives some sort of protection. Um, right. So it's, it's a balance is what I would suggest. So, because on one hand, having consistency allows you as a business owner to predict your, your yeah. yield. But at the same time, diversity is how you make things pathogen resistant and, and sustainable right. because that's how evolution, natural selection, et cetera, right. works. Um, if something kills half of their crop, that means the other half survive. But if you make everything the exact same, that's going to be 100%, not just right. half. Those are <laughs> <So>, bad days. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a balance. And honestly, um, as time goes on, there'll be more tools so that people can actually make an educated decision right. on what they want to do. Um, it's, fa it's fascinating and, that we're here, that we're here at this time. And, you know, I know uh, when genetics were uh, kind of opened up for for uh, patenting right and i think um i think that's about the time when uh when uh, when monsanto made their stuff we started making roundup ready seed and stuff like that and they're patenting that of course there's this huge kind of debate back and forth with who owns what and if if, if pollen drifts from this field to that field now you have my genetics and ah you know it's like ah. <laughs> yeah that's that's the fundamental problem of trying to patent biology right. Is biology has a mind of its own, right? It has <laughs> so to this point. It's not like an, an engineer has a little bit easier framework when it comes to patenting because that machine's not going to clone right. itself. It's not going to go out and, and make, it, and yeah, make it. I mean, I'm very grateful that it doesn't because I don't know what I'd have out there at this point. <laughs> but uh, that's really that's pretty interesting. I think you know, there's all this kind of misinformation again about what what genetically designed or engineered plants have and what's 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 actually being put into these plants or what's not being put and what does it mean and you know because i think the idea was sold years and years ago that we're gonna we're gonna create super yielding super drought resistant super pest resistant plants and this is gonna but i mean the, th the first thing that came out is like you know no they're they're resistant to a chemical which is still really cool but it's not necessarily all the other benefits that you and I were just talking about, which is like being able to hone in on how to make this, this yield better or make this, maybe make this corn more valuable to the human experience or more valuable this, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. It, it, it gets to be down to the detail kind of idea about, you know, engineering a biological entity. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
there's so much data. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get to that point where it's bit by bit. Um, and I, well, I mean, bit by bit is, I mean, the reason why Monsanto did that, for example, is that they need something that would be pest resistant. Well, they, I guarantee, well, I never worked for them and while I never um, was asked them this, I guarantee you the reason why they went with that chemical is because that's the easier yeah. answer. Well, I can't prevent disease across thousand plus pathogens or a thousand different pests, but I can make it resistant to the one chemical that can kill the yeah. rest of them. So therefore, let's make it resistant to let's just that, that one thing that's easier <laughs> than trying to make a thousand different varieties that are immune to a thousand different For pathogens. Sure. And, and, and it's not that, always that, bad. It's not always a bad, you know, I mean, obviously. It's just, it's a trade-off. Yeah. It's, they're trying to solve a problem. I mean, if you ever hear Monsanto, I know people, they have a bad name, but if you hear to any talk that they give, they always will start off with, our goal is to double the amount of food that's made because that's the rate that population is, yeah. is growing. That, and it's like, and they're going to do it any way they yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, somewhere in there, you know, we all, we all ultimately like, are driven at some point by by profit, yeah. and you know that's normal. That's yeah. not that's not a, a normal that's a thing, right? That you stuff. should you should be able to be profitable, and it should be acceptable, and it shouldn't be looked down on just because that's you know because you have been. I think you know there's obviously both sides. You can be, get really extreme about it on 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 either side of it. Um, I find it fascinating, but we've been doing, you know, like we've been doing genetic, not genetic, but, you know, breeding manipulation since forever. Like I have a dog. I want to know what she oh, yeah. is. It's faster you know? now. Yes, I, <laughs> I have this little dog. I want to know what she is. So we're getting her, her DNA tested. Going to yep. hopefully tell me what she is. Um, my son went out and got his DNA test and came back and is like, who are you, man? <laughs> I don't even know where all that comes from. Now I'm, now I'm curious, you know, but uh, I I don't know. It's, I think that's it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Though. fascinating. I love it. Yeah, because you know you would, yeah. you know, you hear the stories from your family, and it looks like it's pointing that direction. And but the DNA is not telling you that. It's telling you like now, there's all these things that lead show us these markers here, and you're like, oh, I no idea, no idea that that's yeah. what my what my history looked like. But anyway, so you were just <laughs> recently in Costa Rica. I think you were down there. Well, when my team was down there they're really kind of getting on it right now. Costa Rica is really interesting. Yeah, it is a fun experience. I've been there a couple of times now. I had the opportunity to present at the first cannabis conference Good. there. Yeah. While it's not technically legal yet, but that will change pretty shortly. Yeah, here. I think everybody who's running um, for president wants it to be legal. So win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's motivation for the right. president to, to, cause it's, it's it is going to help the country astronomically because they have a really nice rich environment, um, and they also could I mean just COVID really really devastated their whole economy, yeah. um, and this is well this will help them become more resilient they're, because they're they an interesting kind of a bottleneck them. right, they're really in an yeah. interesting place geographically, um, you know and we look at that opportunity as like okay well it, you know for us as an American company it's it's simple right you make machines you move them to the you sell them here, here, and here. When you go overseas and you try and get them to other places, you need you need an entry point, you know, and you need a place where you can kind of go. Oh, well, we'll call this home base because this gets us through this set of wickets, and we'll go down, and then we'll be able to communicate and hopefully move our products down 
further down through that that whole area and so they they look like a really good opportunity for us and we're really excited about it good good partnerships for us down there and i'm assuming you have the same kind of thing going on and, and the government's very interested in in being on board with it and, and you know kind of doing things the right way so we're excited to be a part of that for sure that's exciting yeah it's I'm excited. I'm, I'm hoping that we'll have a second location there and help support the regulatory component of the industry because they, they need everything right. built. Need everything built. <laughs> uh, so by regulatory component, what, what do you mean? So, um, I mean, think about like in the United States, uh, anytime you want to buy weed or flour or anything, there is a, a series of testing that has to be done. So cannabis, is a wonderful plant, but it also be some, some of its wonderfulness also causes it to have some difficulty in terms of making sure it's healthy for people. Right. So, for example, um, the food testing industry, they don't have necessarily regulation. The same regulations for vaping or smoking isn't the same as your dairy right. products because right. before cannabis came along, you didn't have one plant that was both food, medicine, and recreation all in one right. thing. Um, another example is cannabis is really awesome in terms of pulling up heavy metals. So if you want to get rid of arsenic in your field, grow cannabis for a couple generations, burn that crop, you have a arsenic-free field. Problem though is that arsenic is in right. that crop, and so if you're not testing, it could be lead. Um, Detroit area, anybody who grows cannabis in that area has a problem yeah, with, with that the water, right? because the water, right? The water. <laughs> so, they have they have serious lead yeah. issues in their water, and so your cannabis is exactly a little concentrated. But if you grow yeah. corn, yeah, if you grow corn, it's going to ignore it. You'd have never, you'd have no really? idea that that lead was there. Yep. So that's, that's the problem with cannabis. It's, it's wonderful, but at the same time, because it's such a wonderful yeah. plant, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that you have to take into consideration um, that can be harmful potentially sure. because of the traits. FDA being uh, the principal kind of overriding, overarching kind of uh, authority that's gonna, gonna kind of be pushing most of the regulation around cannabis? I mean, right now our laws are so different. Like from state to state, they're, they're just everywhere. But I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go yep. some point. Fed's gonna get involved, and what agency is gonna be the guy? You know, because <laughs> we're gonna have to all report well, to somebody. Yep, and that's and that's the fundamental challenge there is because the traditional regulation agencies that we have don't have that overlap necessarily. Right. Um, and so I think what will what will I think my prediction is this when it becomes federally legal, um, the state, the government will still keep, let the each state decide its own rules. Um, and then they'll let an agency like AOAC come in and set the regulation standards. And once they set those standards and once everybody agrees upon what those standards could be, then the FDA will have like a department or a committee or something like that that will oversee implementation of everything. Yeah. Because it's, I kind of see it as um, people are inherently lazy, um, and the, let let the let the states who are already dealing with it let them keep right. dealing with it, and then we'll just we'll just have another agency like like a regulatory agency who sets those standards, do most of the hard work, um, because I mean it's while it's definitely has a, a long way to go to become make everything more standard, um, especially there needs to be more R and D investment in terms of understanding that regulation and consistency. Um, and, and honestly, 
one bacteria that infects me in California is the exact same bacteria that's going to affect me in Massachusetts. So why is there different testing regulations on that pathogen? So that it's those kind of things will get tightened up, and they will over time. Uh, I just hope it happens before there's somebody gets seriously hurt. Is the is the is the ultimate? Yeah, well, I mean, um, and, and you know, the, there's the testing of the, the pathogen testing, but there's also you know the broad range of potency testing and. You know, yeah, that's a different problem. <laughs> you know, it's just like you know, and everybody's like, "Oh, THC is the most important thing," and so everybody's like, "Yeah, I hear guys dry, super drying out their weed to get higher percentages and then rehydrate." It's just like you know, uh, the sooner that we get some kind of control in that environment, the better, I, I think. But uh, on the other side of it too, I mean, you know, the, the 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 market is is looser now and it's freer now, and there's more room for. Um, you know the cowboy that you know for people to just kind of still get in and get engaged and find a niche so there, there's pluses and minuses to all of it and when it becomes a very mature mm-hmm. industry obviously it'll be you know very similar to any of the other ag products out there man it'll just be done at such scale and and uh, manage the way that those things are managed um you know you'll probably always have boutique i mean you have micro breweries um but they're all managed i mean they all they all have to follow the same set of rules basic guidelines i mean for the most part right and they, and they should, because sure. you, ultimately, it needs to be safe. I mean, um, and, even, and that's that's always the, the, the main avocation for why not to use the black market is you don't know yeah. what you get, um, not just from quality, but also just their regulatory. Right. Like, like they, while it's in perfect system, it's at least a test yeah. that tells you ballpark of all these it, different things. Right. Like, without it, you are taking some major gamble. Right, especially when so, you have a product that, that can, you know, easily become contaminated. Use so much. And it's so heavily <laughs> yeah. used, correct. Um, I think that, you know, I, it's such an interesting thing. You know, you live in this country and we, we have such great opportunity. We have such really amazing, like, cleanliness. And, and, I'm, and, 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 and there's such structure, right? And you, and you travel overseas and it doesn't exist. You know, and you, and, you know, especially <laughs> yeah. when you get, you know, outside, I mean, some of Europe is, uh, is, is, is there, Canada's closer, uh, but the United States has all of this, like, they got all their shit in one sock. And you're like, you know, I hate that I have to go to North Las Vegas to get permits to do electrical, to do the, you know, and you're like, all this regulation, and it's just like heavy, 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 heavy. But the result is that we have such massive ability to be so consistent and we have all the, you know, there's so many values that are added by it. Yeah, is it overburdening? Yes. Could it be reduced a little bit? Yes. But without it at all, without the regulation at all, God, you know, you're just, you know, you're flying blind. I mean, it's what happens when the, with, with the uh, illicit drug market, you know, the hard drug market, when, you, you know, fentanyl comes in and no one even knows what the fuck fentanyl is and then people just start falling over. And they're like, sorry, yep. no test. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get approved. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> you know? the, the 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 typical um, debate is how much regulation. I mean, reg- no regulation is not good. Yeah. Too much regulation yeah. is not good. Yeah. Um, where where is that middle line is always a matter of debate because yeah. you can pick and choose. You, you can regulate everything all day long, but at, the, at what at what point do you is enough? Well, enough? yeah. If you regulate so, out people's ability to have liberties and freedoms and 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 kind of explore then you won't get you won't get breakthroughs in in uh in things and you won't get the opportunity to see you know the really kind of, i think that's what this is just a personal opinion of mine but i think that's what so beautiful about this country i love this country because of 
of that that we have we have so much freedom to kind of pursue, right? And you can you you have a free, you have ability and freedom, right? We have money. There's plenty of money in this country. We have intelligence. We have we have kind of the freedom to go and be creative and do things and, and go. Oh, well, what about this? No one ever thought of this. Whereas you know, you, you when you regulate too much or you restrict too much, then people can't even follow those trains of thought, or they might have that thought, but they have no way of actually exercising that. So you don't you don't get the, the that really accelerated development or the accelerated change, right? And and I think that that's kind of inhibits the whole growth of humanity in general. Um, you know, when and you see it, you see it culturally, but you see this culture doing very well. You see, you know, Japan is very well in tech, does very well in technology. Um, you know, and, and just stereotyping, sorry, <laughs> but I mean, you know, because of the a lot of that is 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 cultural and and the way that their 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 systems are set up. You know, they have the ability to to kind of follow these things. We have the ability to do what we do. I think we're very inventive, creative people because of that freedom, and I and I love that part about it. Um, you know, is it perfect? Hell no. <laughs> well, no. Sometimes you have to burn a couple of things before you can actually invent anything. Is the, is yeah. the challenge? Yeah, yeah, you have to. You have to make a couple. Mistakes. Sometimes you yeah. get burned. You got to make yeah. some mistakes. That is that is so true. So, what is your focus yeah. then? I mean, you had this. What did you talk about when you went down to Costa Rica? Um, so we focused on, so the motto of Vern is maximizing your plant growth potential through genetic and um, pathogen detection. Um, and what I focused on in Costa Rica was more of a basic talk, just explaining like, what is even that, what does that even yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, because uh, for most people, I mean, I've been in this world for a couple of decades. To me, it's like talking like anything. But for most people, this is not their this is not their world they live nope. in. And so, trying to explain like what does that even mean? Like what is what is genetics? Because as a scientist, the word genetics actually means something different to me than it does to the cannabis market. Right. So yeah, genetics means something that's inherited, and it's the D in references the DNA. Whereas genetics and cannabis references things that grow consistently, which is very similar but yeah. different. Um, yeah. But for me, it was more just talking about cultivation, uh, what's the different pros and cons and how you cultivate, why does, does those things happen? Like, for example, why is cloning even a thing in the cannabis market? And why don't you clone corn? Um, because we have some, we have good genetics, we have good things to do with corn versus cannabis. And so I just, I just went through like how you could do different testing, what testing options are available, um, just provided just a general overview of all these different, what, what is actually possible just because it, cannabis gets the stereotype sometimes just because it has been the black market that there is no tools available, which is very, very right. not true. There have been several companies, including ours that are, are trying to invent and trying to develop new things yeah. and, um, not to brag too much, but also just the, the level of innovation that we do at Vern is astronomically high. Um, we had one test last February. We're up to 18 That's now. Great. Um, and we're going to be expanding. We're adding two to five every single month. So it's, it's the, the amount of pain point is, is, is we're trying to hit as much as we can. For sure. So I had this, um, years ago, I had this guy who uh, we worked with and I was trying to get on board with him. Um, he had a little uh, uh, THC level tester, a little shake test. 
right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was like a phenylalanine color change testing thing, right? You know, we did yeah. detect them. I, I don't know exactly what it was doing, but it, it would change color. And it would give you kind of a, an indication that your cannabis was in this X range. And I was like, at the time, you know, because comp guys were, were, were really focusing on actual percentages, it wasn't nearly accurate enough. But if I had that now, you could just go, is that hemp or is that cannabis? Oh, that's cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, and I'm like, ah, I'd be rich right now if I just held on to that little deal. Um, because, you know, the law enforcement still has a hell of a time trying to figure out the difference between the two. Um, oh, yeah. And, and they're testing. Well, it looks the same. What's that? <laughs> so, it, it looks the same. It smells so. the same. I mean, I work with them both very a lot. So, you you know, when, when you do, you obviously see the see the differences but to, the, to anybody who just picked up a bag you'd be like what that's that's not weed that no it's different kind of weed <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's um yeah that, that uh, it's funny that you, you bring that up because that's actually one of our tests that we have that actually does that color reaction depending on male feelness or other really? things because it actually yeah it actually what it does in the tube is it um finds the target that references that phenotype or that characteristic right amplifies it until a point that the color will change because of the indication. Really? And then you get up yellow if it's male, pink if it's female. Just like that. And it's just like that. It's, it's, that, was, that was our value is that we, we wanted to or reduce the amount the lab is required for this sure. testing space. Right, right, right. Come on, I mean, it's just, just, easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy. Like too much, right? I mean, it's too yeah. much. And I think those requirements have to come down. But if you can certify it, test it yourself, the only problem is trusting people to do that shit is, you know, well, that's why we call it R&D testing, yeah. which means it's not regulatory, but it gives you an indication. Well, yeah, wait, don't waste your time. Like, don't waste exactly. your time spending that. that you can test throughout the entire cycle. <laughs> you don't have to wait to the very end. You want to test throughout the entire process because right, right. at the end, it's kind of like taking the test and failing it, but having no recourse to go back and retake right. it. Right. Very true. <laughs> so, yeah, very true. So like, if you're able to catch a pathogen early, you know, that you can't see, yeah. but you, you caught it you're like oh well yeah. we need to handle that maybe or maybe there's an option to handle yeah. it very true I, I you know i i run into guys that grow things differently all over the place uh we see i've seen i don't know uh, from the guys that spray the roots with mist and water to the guy to the guys who you know it's rock wool to the guys who are just 100 percent chemical fertilizer not chemical you know uh synthetic fertilizer and um and to the, to the guys that, that are just you know completely <laughs> 100% bio, you know, and they've got, you know, more bugs and shit in their soil than you can count. And, uh, it, and I see all of that stuff. And there's so many variances and stuff like that. Um, are you doing anything in, in the realm of, uh, uh, of evaluating any of how people how people actually do growing? And oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yes, we love that. Um, so it's, it's, it's all I mean, back to my original point, it's all about inputs and outputs. It's, there, there are for the ones who have the bugs grow on the soil. It, it's there's when you throw the seeds in the field, there are nutrients that that plant needs. And if if there wasn't a way for those plants just to grow naturally, we honestly wouldn't right. be here. And so, the there are pros and cons to doing it in an artificial system. You can have very lot of control on that, but you also run the risk of overwhelming the system or burning your your plants because you put too much nitrogen yeah. in there. But there's also bacteria that can actually digest that nitrogen to make it available for your plant. And so the ones who have all the bugs are exploiting that mechanism. 
because they identified the different bugs, the different organisms, maybe not be them, maybe another company that yeah. did that. But they're looking for those different combinations that will effectively do that. But then you have the risk of, well, those bacteria will never stop making nitrogen. And there's at some point, it's too much. And so there's, there's reasons why all those different growers exist because there's an edge on different areas yeah. depending on those. And so, um, Yes, we we are as involved in the growing process as the growers let us be. Right. <laughs> is the is the catch-all answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so, do you guys do you guys sponsor or have your own grow facility, or you just do all your work with partners? Or um, right now, it's mainly with partners because um, we're always trying to do R and D yeah. testing as well. So, like we we are the one the weird ones that actually purposely culture viruses, <laughs> and so trying to understand how right. they work, how they infect. Um, and so trying to convince growers to let us do that in their field is usually Might a little be hard a little sell. difficult. <laughs> so um, it depends. Uh, it has to be it has to be a certain grower who has the right mindset to make that yeah. happen. And so we have a few across the country that allow us to happen. And eventually we'll probably pursue our own cultivating just because it will go yeah. faster. But at the moment, it's not a real dream at the moment, you but know, I, it I've will been, happen. Uh, if you guys get serious about it, we should talk about it because... Um, we have we have we, we have the same problem like I, i'm an equipment company and i play by standard normal rules um for the most part except for when it comes to banking where they they, they want to associate my i'm a, literally a sheet metal shop like there's no product in here we don't grow anything blah 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 but i have to test so i have to i have to take my equipment and i have to take it to a partner and you gotta you know this that's now outside of my hands Right now, it's no longer something I can control. I have to, I have to work and integrate my time and process and testing. Well, I, I just sent a, a big piece of equipment to California because we just can't do it here yet. Um, so we're taking it to California. They're going to do uh, a, a day tomorrow. Hopefully, they'll they'll use the machine for a couple of months and and, and, and give us some final numbers, that kind of thing. But the point I'm trying to make is like, if I had that myself, um, that would be great. But then I have to pigeonhole myself into the restrictions around cannabis, right? And for me, that just doesn't make yep. a lot of sense. You know, and I'm like, well, how would I, how could I do this? I'm trying to figure out a way that I could do this, um, you know, that would be beneficial. So I, for a while we thought, well, we, we'll start another company and uh, we'll do it, uh, you know, we'll just <laughs> donate everything to veterans, right? We'll just, that's what they'll do. They'll, they'll grow cannabis. It, we won't be under the restriction of having like the premium best brand because it'll be free. Um, you know, so we're not, we're, you know, we can then really just do what we need to with, with the, with the, with the product as we figure out what, what the best way of harvesting and managing, well, all the things we do, right? And it sounds like you guys kind of could be in the same boat. Just like, I just need a field that I can mess with. And if it's still good at the end of the day, we can give it away or, you know, but, but there's so much cost involved in it and so much regulation around it that it's almost impossible to do. Like, how are we, how's a company like me or a company like you supposed to do that? You can't really, you can't really do it. it, it it's almost impossible, right? I mean, to me it is. I don't know. Well, the, the companies that do do it, if you look at their finances, they get in, um, several million dollars of investment to make yeah. that happen. That's, that's how they make that possible. Yeah. Um, we... I mean, without going into our details, uh, we will we will pursue yeah. it. 
Um, uh, it's um, I'm never I'm always one that I have multiple irons in the fire trying to figure out different things. Well, let me let, uh, let me because know. I'm happy to work with you on it. The, the, <laughs> the thing is, like, I mean, yeah. generally, if this wasn't cannabis, and I don't know if this is a hard statement, but you you would be more eligible for grant money, right? If the, if if it was federally legal, you could you'd be on the front line for grants, which would open that up. More well, they right? it's. But the, cha the challenge with that is you have like three different layers of, of problems with, with doing R&D just in general. So, um, for example, if I were to apply for an R&D marijuana license in Massachusetts, the, the Cannabis Control Commission has said that all IP I make, the state owns. Well, <laughs> no. no business is going to sign up for that. Not doing <laughs> um, that one. Option number two, I apply for an R&D license from the federal level for marijuana. Well, there's only... While they're no longer just the University of Missouri, there's about 10 other companies, or not 10, I think three or four. But those are very, very big companies that, that got the deals because, as, as yeah. they should, they're the ones that could actually support right. it. But for someone who's trying to innovate like me, it's hard when you don't have – and that's why just having key partnerships with growers is the only way to do it yeah, at the moment. It is. It really is. Um, you just need to find people who – you give them a nice sweetheart deal that if I do this test with you, I'll give you a good deal on it for for a period yeah. of time or something like that. And, and we, we, and we um, do and that with our equipment, right? I'll, I'll put equipment into a facility, yeah. and um, but then you know, and I'm asking for certain things in return. But you know, you're still at the mercy of another business, and you're still at the mercy of of uh, you know, of their productivity. I mean, you can't inhibit their ability to yep. to, to do business, and and um, you know, so we we find that you know, even even in its best forms, to be uh, more difficult than we'd like it to be. You know, I, I find that to be unfortunate, mm -hmm. um, personally. And I, and I, I think it's frustrating. I mean, I've, we have a hemp license. I have a hemp handler's license. I could probably go get a grower's license and grow hemp, but I mean, it does, it's not analogous, you know, I mean, it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good visual representation, but absolutely not good enough when it comes to equipment, right? Because there's such a difference in 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 the cannabis between camp even the best hemp and cannabis is is staggeringly different in the way that you you know it deal it, it works with inside the you know the mechanisms that we create so anyway my point is that um it would be wonderful to be able to do that and i would even i'd be okay with even destroying it like you could come in you can monitor the shit out of it i don't care what you do it you know and i will burn it and destroy every bit of it you know, but just let me do it. Right. And don't put me under the microscope of, you know, in, in Vegas, you have to have everybody in your company has to be registered as an adult worker and you have to have adult worker cards and you go through the, through the police department and, you know, um, it, no, I'm just not going to do that. That's, that doesn't make any sense for what we do. And then when I was in San Diego, remember we were, we started out and I was like, oh, well, if we get our, if I get my cannabis card, I started looking into that a little bit deeper. Like, well, if you have a cannabis card, you can't own firearms. What? I mean, whoa, 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 what, what, time out, <laughs> you know, we're not, I'm not doing that, I like guns, uh, I don't want to give up that right, I didn't know, you know, but that's, that's what I'm saying, like, why would I have to fucking do, why would we have to do that, when we could just be like, you know what, you want to know, you come in, and you can monitor this, and I'll weigh in, and I'll weigh out, but just let me, let me learn, let me do my research, because you're not going to get as good a quality research and development out of anybody, right, that's what we do like you guys like they're not going to go get that anywhere else like you guys can do that because oh, yeah. you have you're not constrained by the machine that doesn't move 
you guys are you're young you're excited you're energetic you're, you're wanting <laughs> to do this you got all these great ideas you just want to go 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 that's what we want to do i'm just like Fuck it. let's do it let's make some shit. let's make it if it doesn't work try something else let's go you know that's it that's what we want to be involved in and it's just a big problem for us as, as far as being able to do it so I'm, I'm assuming that even with the best relationships you have you're still you know if you'd still be able to go better faster farther if you could do it on your own Oh yeah, because I'm willing to wake up in the middle of the night to check yeah. on my plants. <laughs> my uh, my cult of my friends or may not may not be to that That's motivated. Right. That's right. Yeah, because the problem. Oh, I mean, you're impacting you're, their, you know, their flow. It, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's an impact. Well, their their business will become before mine Absolutely. at any day, which Absolutely. as it should. That's their, their responsibility. But at the same time, if I want a good quality experiment to be run under the conditions that yeah. I like. Um, I need to be the one running it because there are certain aspects. Um, yeah, like a good example of that is we had some shipping problems with one of our products. Um, but we had to actually do the experiment ourselves because there was some shipping constraints that they couldn't replicate. But we knew what the variables are. We knew what the what the problems yeah. were. And so we had to be the ones that were involved. And so it's just the same for anything. Yeah. Like no one's going to know. I mean, if you eliminate the expert in the room on, on on the topic at hand, like if it's if it's your machine, you are the that's expert, right. so you need to be there. Right, and, and, <laughs> so. and that's the thing, you know, you want to be there because, like, there's so much intricacy. As, as you guys are even more so than than we are. I mean, you know, mechanically, there's only X, Y, and Z. It's like we're the three axes. You guys are the ten <laughs> axis, and we're just like, you know, oh, maybe I make this a little taller and there's a little, you know. But 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 the reality is like those are massive impacts. And, and, and for our development, um, you know, I'm, I tend to get things out as fast as I can, but I mean, our grinder, we just got out. It was, it was five years, like five years. That's like an eternity. That's like almost the whole industry, you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> God, five fucking years we took, uh, and in the life of a lot of other companies, that's, that's not a big deal, but for us, five years is a huge amount of time and investment and energy. And, you know, um, in those interstitial spaces like those little spaces where where you're like oh okay this is a great idea you develop develop and then you have to go test and validate and there's it's like all this energy we could have we could have learned this lesson before i got here but i don't have the opportunity necessarily you know and and i go oh, we'll just use hemp no it doesn't it doesn't work like that man hemp does not grind the way that cannabis does it just doesn't work and and so you know all the concepts that we that we were trying to test and work out through, you know, using other opportunities, and uh, just don't they don't lend to the speed, right? The speed of throughput, the speed of getting data and information back, and understanding what you've got your hands on, and getting that product ready for for, for market space. And I, I I can't you know you guys have to be in the same situation because you're doing the same thing I'm doing. I mean you're absolutely doing exactly. Oh, we are. We have we have the uh, uh, the nice benefit that the size of the plant material that we need is not yeah, that big, not. so it, we don't need a, a full stock of the plant to actually do anything for us, which That's is great. a wonderful benefit. Because I mean, again, we only need the seed. We only need, I mean, and technically, it's not it's not marijuana right. at that point. <laughs> so, <That's> great. <laughs> um, so for us, it's it's we we can test things at. Um, and then just get the data from the grower on what the final outcome yeah. is because they have the license and we don't. And so we just have to rely on that way and just go visit them mm -hmm. that way. But it's, it's, it would be a lot easier if we could just pop the seed in our backyard or whatever and do it that yeah. way. I, I got to call um, a guy and say, how many, how many pounds are you trimming a day? Oh, a thousand a day. Do you mind if I <laughs> yeah. run my machine for a couple of days? 
three thousand pounds, buddy. Uh, uh, you know, you get that look. You're like, eh. yeah. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I promise you, it'll be good. I, I'll pay for it. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. So it's a different, it's a different conversation when you're. Oh yeah, you, ours is a little bit easier. Like, our our one of our biggest pain points when we first started is that we did the the gender test and. But nobody wants their mails. And so we had several growers who, who told us, yeah, we'll give you our mails whenever we find them. Well, by the time we called them, they'd already yeah, gotten rid of it. They don't want anywhere near. Just it, <laughs> it's, you know, they don't want it near. Like, it popped. I got rid of it. It's like, yeah, but I needed that. <laughs> it took us months to find a, finally find some mail so we could validate our process yeah, yeah. because of, that, because of that, just that simple fact that people will get rid of it before we That's were able. Crazy. And same thing with the viruses. So I know, I know <laughs> so, you reached out to me on LinkedIn and, and you asked if we could have a yeah. conversation. So did you, what did you want to talk about? <laughs> Cause we talked about all this stuff, but I did, I, we never got to the point where you, where we actually uh, had a, just a personal conversation before we got on this call or before we got. On. Yeah, this is, this is, um, so my, my motivation for doing that, it's, um, you're, you, I, I talked to, I, so we've been in the industry for about a year and a half. Um, from my experience, when it comes to business, it's about who you know is how anything gets yeah. done. And um, my experience on LinkedIn is I just reach out to people that look interesting yeah. and look, look like have an interesting background and they could be of value at some right. point, uh, whether us to them or uh, sure, you sure. to us, uh, and just have a conversation uh, just like we're doing here because you just never know. Um, like, for example, there is one collaboration I had that I met the person four years ago because I did the exact same yeah. thing. I've done it throughout my entire career. Um, just because I knew, I know that quality people, quality individuals, you'll work together. Yeah. Um, and any any good innovator, any good um, entrepreneur, any good business who wants to constantly make new stuff, that's how they work. It's always about the people. It is. It is. Money can be found, equipment can be found, things can be found. But if you don't have the quality people, you won't have the knowledge of the network to pivot. Yeah. Um, so now I know somebody who deals with grinding and deals with engineering. So if I have a problem, um, like for example, I want to be able to identify what is the genetic trait for those hard fiber. Well, now I can talk to you about sourcing that material and then we can figure out how that works. And so things like that, because as, as I always, I love the team I work with because we love pain points. We love right. problems. And the only way to find problems is talk to people. Absolutely. And you know, people get, I so. think, you know, for me, uh, one of the biggest <laughs> challenges is communicating to people who say, oh, I, you know, I got an idea or want to do this or want to do that. It's, it's like, well, okay, cool. Uh, start failing, you know, start <laughs> yeah. failing and, and you'll, you'll start figuring it out. And then like, uh, you know, like, oh, I, I can't just be an influencer. I can't just, you know, you, no, you can't, you're going to suffer. You're going to struggle and you're going to work and you're going to learn pain. You're going to learn pain and suffering as you should. And you're going to soon you're going to embrace it and you're going to be like oh but there was something in there you know that was a fuck that sucked that we didn't get it right this time but there's something in there i need you know and that's you know that's what we always do we're always looking at that struggle you know the pain point as you said you know we're looking at that place and going there's a challenge in here and there was something that came out of this moment and what do we take can we take that and use that here and for us it's mechanical so you know it's a little bit simpler uh, in that respect, but it's still the same concept. You're taking this, taking this, this lesson learned here, and when you go, start doing something over here, you're like, ah, that fits, you know. And then things start to make them way clearer as they move down the road. And rarely, rarely is it, bam, done. 
you know it just, it just, oh, yeah. that, that just doesn't happen <laughs> yeah when i was when i was um tempting my first phd um they 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 actually have a class that tells you basically about the the success rate of, of a phd in research they literally give you four months of just reality <laughs> check on what you signed for <laughs> and they and one of those things that one of the thomas and i i still say that this is this isn't just applied to a phd it applies to anybody who wants to invent 80 yeah. percent of the time you're going to yes. fail the 80 20 rule still applies to an yeah. invention 80 percent of the time your ideas will suck because of factors you did not know about or did not consider. Yep. And you just have to, and that's, and that's why having a PhD doesn't necessarily make you, make you smarter. It just kind of is the flag that says, I am a person who loves to butt his head yep. against the wall on a problem for nice, years. I got a nice big forehead. <laughs> and, and, and yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely so true. And, and, um, my uncle, my uncle was a, uh, PhD in physical chemistry. And um, uh-huh. I remember when he, gra- I was very young when he graduated. I remember when he graduated and he used to write me letters on the back of his thesis. And I used to flip them over and try and read that shit. Ah, oh, <laughs> God darn it. Uh, but uh, but <laughs> that's not part of the story. The point is like he got out and, so yeah, and he was just like, you know, he's pretty sure, uh, you know, PhD and PCHEM, you're gonna go into research, right? That's what you do, it's gonna be somewhere. Well. Uh, he got hired by Hewlett Packard and ended up working on a team of, with PhDs, like eight of these guys, all PhDs mm-hmm. on inkjet ink, right? And his side of the inkjet ink equation was full of a bunch of guys that are very educated, is figuring out how to increase the length of color stay. Like yeah. that, they really yeah, it's, at the end of the day, it's all yeah, chemistry. They're like teams yeah. of doctors, you know, <laughs> working on inkjet ink. I'm like, God, that shit's so expensive. That's why. That's why that shit's so expensive. Yep, exactly. <laughs> same thing for drug development. Same for anything that's in the R and D space, because um, nothing against Edison or any of the grades in terms of the science. Um, science is a lot yeah. harder now in terms of innovation because. We've, we're standing on the on the backs yes. of giants that have come before us, and so it also means you have to learn yeah. what what has been done beforehand, and so you can figure out what the problems are, right? And because eliminate the things that have been tried. There's and try such a risk. That's such a great statement, and, and standing on the backs of giants is is so important for people to understand. Like you get born into this time now with with so much data and so much information, but you didn't learn it. Like you you have it, mm-hmm. but you didn't suffer. So you, you, you kind of, uh, it's a little bit like, eh, well, 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 you know, whatever, a little nonchalant about it. Like, I think about that. I'm like, you know, the guys who gave you that, the number of things they had to go through to give you what you have that you're standing on, uh, you know, it's so valuable. And all that, all that t- time and energy that was, that was put into gives you, that gives you that base or body of knowledge is staggering. That's why it is more difficult. I mean, engineering is no different. I mean, you, everything you could possibly fucking think of has been invented by somebody. You see it on YouTube. Yeah, like, ah, God, I that was my idea. I swear to God, I came up with it months ago. Exactly. But you know, that's that's it's part of the it's part of the thing. So you, you you are standing in this in this we're standing in a new world in this regard. We have massive access to ability. We have massive access to capital. We have massive access to all these things that we never had before. But we also have this massive barrier. And, 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 and that's what it is. You're like, ah, you know, so I, I, I enjoy it, but I, I, I use that term a lot. I really appreciate that term because I think about that in all aspects, especially, 
you know, uh, um, the, the, the more the more hardened sciences, you know, chemistry, uh, genetics is newer, so it's not as, is there, that, that pile is big, but it's not as big as, as, as the, the history that stands behind chemistry, you know, so. That, oh yeah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> you got, you got hundreds of years yeah. of chemists behind yeah. you, but it's, and genetics really got, it's, um, it only, it really only became cheap enough for the common person to do it 15 years ago or so. When, With um, and, and oh no, so the the history of sequencing and, and genetics, um, the it cost about I think it was how much was it for the first human genome? Um, now it's been so long since I had to quote that statistic, but it's, it was a couple hundred million yeah, that something was like Clinton, that right? for that first for that first genome, and now we can do a hundred dollars for a human genome. So just to give you an idea of the difference. So that means that I, as a scientist, can literally sequence my own DNA for a hundred bucks. So the 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 access and and then and then and then also there's there's a range. Like if we want to do a full genome sequencing on cannabis, it's a couple thousand bucks. Yeah. But I can do testing for ten dollars or so. Like just there's a, there's a wide range of what's possible now, um, which is why I went actually into the field of bioinformatics is because. I saw this 10 years ago and I'm like, crap, there's going to be a lot of data and I have no idea how to do this. And so I better figure, figure this out now rather than 10 years from now right. going, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. And so that's that's why I made the transition um, is because the, the, the volume of information yeah. that can be generated uh, is just astronomical. It and it's only going to get cheaper, but at the same time, it's, che it's getting cheaper, but... Biology, you are a person, a plant is a fundamentally complicated yeah. thing. Like even sequencing it is not enough. There is a, a 10 of the layers of things I want to be able to yeah. do. And so um, if each of those layers cost a couple hundred bucks, that's an expensive experiment. Right. <laughs> and right. so, um, it's really, it's really fascinating to me that, just, that we're, I mean, I remember doing my slides and the onion skin slides in, <laughs> in school and I'm like, and I did a dissection. I remember doing that. I, that's what that's what really fascinated me. That's when I knew, like, my, I was going to be mechanical, right? Because I was, I I did a dissection on a on a on a, a muskrat, uh, and and uh, it just happened to be caught in the ice at at the school I was at. So I was on campus one day, and the science teacher's like, "Hey, look, you guys want to you want to take it apart?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, we'll take it apart, right?" You know. But that was like this to, to see the mechanics of the uh, of the physical of the creature and how you know the tenons control the movements and how things are done and then just to really kind of put that together um and understand that i was just like oh wow mechanics you know i just like everything has this intricate purpose in this design of this thing right and we're the same way obviously you know and it's and, you know what we have 200 something bones and some of them you don't even know why they're there you know <laughs> and they, no one knows why they're there they're just there they, they break they hurt really bad but no one knows what it's doing there but i mean there's intricacies so i that's what fascinates me and I, anyways not to go down the rabbit hole on it but um there's lots of rabbit holes yeah, in biology. yeah but i mean i don't know I, 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 you know i the whole the whole the whole thing for me has been what captivated me and got me interested in the field that I'm pursuing. I mean, I was, I went to IT school. Uh, I did, I didn't get a degree. Um, I was in the Navy and, uh, but I've always been a mechanical guy and I was fortunate enough to find room in this field, um, you know, to, to be able to become, build a multi-million dollar, you know, multinational company out of it. Um, very, 
very blessed to do that. But and you guys are doing the same thing at, at a I would say a much more intricate level. Uh, so and you guys are what a couple years in now? Well, we're just starting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But but I mean, you know, look at what you've done so far and how many different things you've put up. So I mean, it, it's pretty amazing, pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, it's um, only possible because of the team I have. Awesome. Um, is going back to the people again. It it's is. about yeah, the people across the board. It, it always is, and uh, it, it has always been, and it will yeah. always be. You know, you can see these, Which you is see fun. these companies yeah. that like these apples and stuff like that, and and you can always point like it, it, there's always one guy that's like the guy, the kind of guy, whatever. But this is like this confluence of people, right? It was not that one guy. It was the fact that there was two guys or three guys or five guys people not guys of not sex it was the, the right team, team right? the right and team came together they, they just um, got going you know and you see I, I i i'm fascinated by these success stories with these companies that are now behemoths but if you look at the beginning you know because apple was beginning in my time uh you know microsoft began in my time you know those are really easy to look at but if you go back even farther and you see what was happening in electronics and you see these teams that were built around they, they all kind of spawned off of these off of these little like they they were all basically in school one time together <laughs> and then they went and now there's all these massive companies you know that are built on on all this information that was kind of came out of this spot and you got the right people together and the team just gels and it clicks and bang you start creating things at an exponential level and and um that's what I enjoy. That, I enjoy that more than anything else. Is is the is that creative drive and moment where things are clicking and you're failing, but it doesn't feel like it. And 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 you're because you're learning and you're challenging and you're growing and and you know that's how it works. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so. that it's uh, people has been it makes it fun, um, and that's another reason why I love this industry is. The diversity of people in the cannabis industry, I would argue, is probably one of the most diverse industries, and it'll only get more diverse. I hope so. Because of the of the just the the history of everything, like um, it's it's interesting talking to people who have been in the industry for twenty plus yeah. years and talking to them about how they grew and how they or tried to yeah. grow yeah. <laughs> in some yeah. cases. I and, I uh, tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so it's. Well, it's, I mean, you, if you go to the Emerald Triangle, you have third third generation cannabis yeah, farmers yep. right those guys know a lot of shit yep. i mean they really do right those guys are it's amazing like the science about the science well, it is science but i mean you know the energy oh yeah. the science is observation yeah. it's observation and testing yeah. relearning try again scientific yep, method that's right it. there the basic form so. man. just put beautiful <laughs> pure application of uh, of uh, of uh, scientific principle it's absolutely great but okay. I, I mean, that's to me is amazing as well, right? There's all that. I don't know. I, I do love the industry as well, and I do love the. I, I the, for the most part, the crowd that surrounds it is good. Um, you know, we're seeing consolidation, so that's bringing in people from uh, who don't have a connection. Um, you know, they're money people, which is great. You know, we need those. We do need money people. Please keep coming. Uh, don't change <laughs> everything. You know, we don't. We don't want the whole culture to change. Um, you know, and, uh, and I think, so there's good and bad with it, you know, obviously, but, um, and I think last year, I, I don't know, I saw a statistic that I thought was a little alarming. Um, we actually decreased the number of women who are in senior, senior leadership and in cannabis companies over the last year or two years. And I think that's unfortunate. Is that because of consolidation? I, I, it's, it's, Is that why? I don't understand. They didn't give you details. They just said the numbers were different. Yeah. And, 
Uh, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if it said percentages, because um, that would be the that would that would answer that question a little bit if you if you knew like the percentage of X Y Z. I think that's unfortunate yeah. if that's a trend that's going to continue, but because um, I, I hate to see the diversity and the culture of it change like that because I mean. Um, it is really interesting that it's, it can, it feels like anybody could be here, you know, like anybody could be like, you would never, like if you go into professional sports, you know, only certain guys going to be there, <laughs> the top 1%, <laughs> you know, and that's the same thing with some of these other, you know, well-established business places, you know, you know, these are the top cream of the creme, creme de la creme of, of business people. Right. And then, and you, so where do you, how do you jump into that? You know, you're born into it or, but in cannabis, it's still open. We have opportunities to build companies the way that we think they should be built and do things we think they should be done. And I think that's cool, you know? So how many, yep. how many, how big is your company right now? Uh, only five people. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, five people plus a few consultants, yeah. but really not, not that big at the moment, but that should change dramatically this year is my prediction. Yeah. So Well, it's great, man. Try Congratulations. To. And um, Thank you. Do you, you want to put out your, your contact information? I mean, like your website and where people can go learn more about what you guys are doing? Yes. Um, do we uh, just yeah, verbally uh, say we'll, that we'll, or do we'll, I? Marco, we'll get it, we'll get it posted up there too. <laughs> but... Okay. Yeah. So uh, Vern, as in Jules Vern, bioanalytics.com. Um, and then info at Vern's bio, Vern bioanalytics.com is the name is where you can email and it actually goes to me for nice. now. Uh, so, so it, it's, uh, that's it, what happens when you're the CEO, you hold that's multiple it. hats. I'm customer service and CEO. <laughs> yeah, I, still, I still have info. I still have the info box. I still see that one. So I understand. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and honestly, I don't know if that will actually ever change that much from personally, if I can help it, yeah. because talking to customers is one of my favorite things to do is and that's, that's where you find the real problems yeah. is how you like our stuff. Yeah. Like. Is it good? Is it bad? And what, what challenges <laughs> so, are you facing? So I can, I can. Yeah. Can we make it better? Because I have the power yeah, to do that. Yeah, maybe I can <laughs> so. fix that for you. Yeah. I, I, that's the part I appreciate as well. Um, I do know that my journey as a CEO went from being the inventor guy and the builder guy to now I, I do still spend a lot of time in invention because that's my, that's my passion. I love inventing pieces of equipment. So I do spend time there. But aside from that, it just, you know, you just, there's so much going on. We're 50 people and, and uh, like I said, multi-million dollar awesome. multinational. And there's just so many things happening, you know, that you can't, I can't, you can't handle all that information. You can't handle, so you have to compartmentalize and hand it off. Okay, you're going to be the guy that gets this piece and you're going to, so then you got to, you got to rely on that team again. And, and yeah, you know, as you grow, you'll see, you'll see that pressure a little bit, but if you, if you're passionate about the people, I mean, you can still hold on to the portion of it that, that, that I think that drives you. So and I think that's important too, because if, if I wasn't doing the engineering part, I fuck this man, I'd probably just leave. <laughs> Oh yeah, I will. I mean, I will still. I will probably still be CEO slash data science officer for Vern for the entire company because that's what I love to do. But at the same time, uh, I like doing both things. Sorry, so you, I would love more people to help. Before, before <laughs> but, we yeah. go, um, uh, <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys? You guys are getting IP right around your products and stuff like that. Oh, of course. Yeah. My third co-founder is a, a patent yeah. attorney. 
<laughs> so I have we have a we have our own in-house council. Great. So yes, of course we I, are. That's the one thing I don't <laughs> have is, <laughs> and I wish I did. It, well, let's it'd make talk. it a lot easier. I'll tell you that. <laughs> let's talk offline. We can maybe help with you, help you out if it's possible. Sure. Listen, I, but yeah, we 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 keep them pretty busy. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. And um, the uh, listen, I mean, honestly, I, I appreciate the reach out. I'm glad we had the opportunity to talk. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm approachable, obviously. Um, and, uh, I am open to have conversations that, that, uh, carry on beyond here and, um, you know, involve other things. I'm very collaborative. Um, I'm, uh, not jealous, uh, over, over the things that I make. Uh, I don't like people stealing my stuff. <laughs> That's why I do IP, but, but, but I mean, you know, for in a collaborative respect, you know, the collaboration is, is, a, is a really valuable tool. And, um, you know, I'm happy to be a part of it. So if there's something, you know, that you feel like, uh, you know, we could do or, or help with, we'd be happy to do it. So keep that in mind. Awesome. I, I, and like, go likewise, I'd love, I would always prefer to collaborate rather than compete with anybody because we're competing with the world, honestly. Yeah, we are. Um, and it's better, it's better to collaborate locally yeah. um, versus um, going against the world in terms of across the board because... The, this, while it's definitely segregated at the moment, that is not going to change within the next five, ten years. It's going to be a global cannabis yeah. market, and if you're not ready, the Monsantos of the world are going to come in, and you're going to yeah, be they're going to just wipe so, it, and um, you know, so. and that's unfortunate. But I feel like if we can stay, if we can keep that, you know, there's a couple of things that'll help us protect us, and that's one is IP, and the other one is connection, right? And and um, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, it, otherwise, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, none of us can, that, Monsanto could swallow the whole industry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the nice thing about Monsanto, there, there's lots of ag companies out yeah. there um, and it's not going to be yeah. just them, but it's also because this plant in this market is so diverse, yeah. you're not going to have just Monsanto. You're going to have Budweiser. You're going to have Pfizer. You're going to have all the big everybody yeah <laughs> you have to it's literally the world you're going to be competing with because this plant right. can be useful across the industry you're going to have Absolutely. ford and, well, yeah so this is one of the things that people go oh yeah well if they just make it legal i'm like yeah hold on hold on whoa i need yeah. a couple more years <laughs> that's, my that's my philosophy too. <laughs> i'm gonna get ready <laughs> shit man they're just gonna come along and go you know i i want them i want them to do that i want them to come along and buy i don't want them to come along and erase you know, that's what... well, buying is a racing in it some is, sense, but though, at least it's it something with out it. of it, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. No, there's I think there's plenty of pain points in the cannabis industry that's not going to happen. Like, even if I do get bought out a couple of years from now, I'll make another company because it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> so... is fun. Very enjoyable. <laughs> Listen, it was a pleasure meeting. Thanks for taking the time. Um, My pleasure. It was and a lot of fun. I think uh, we'll, we'll reach out for a. Uh, because we do this this is all audio and then we're going to post this video as well we'll let you know when that happens okay. but the audio portion will go out on uh it's published on all the podcast platforms um but there's going to be there'll be a little picture and so we'll reach out to you for okay. a picture of you and that will have your details about you and the company and how to contact you guys and um so that when they go and they click on the icon of it they can see that and that, that's one way of getting it out there mm -hmm.